On the All American Dream Podcast, we are a team of title experts on a mission to provide valuable and tangible advice that will help you grow into the best version of yourself, both personally and professionally. This kind of growth takes time and effort, but we're here for the long haul and ready to put in the work. Are you? Mad Parrington has been an entrepreneur for over 25 years, from bartending to nightclubs, restaurants, and hospitality. Mad's personality has brought him countless opportunities right up to the present of becoming a top-producing, award-winning real estate agent, and he is only two years in. So we're so excited today to learn more about Matt and how he grew his business to what it is today. Thank you so much for being here. We're so excited for this. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. And so, you know, most people do not start out in real estate, but somehow find themselves in it. And I think we've had this discussion before, and you are a prime example of that. So tell us where your career actually began. Uh, You know, my career really began with hospitality, to be honest with you. Um, I know that's not necessarily a brick and mortar, where did it begin, so to speak. (laughs) But... um, Hospitality has kind of always been a foundation of who I am. Um, I've always taken care of people. It's kind of strange, actually. When I was a little child, I was told by my parents, I would I was kind of an entrepreneur, you could say, from day one. <laughs> right, from the get-go. <laughs> yeah, and I would, it's the craziest story, I love telling this. Um, I would get my, so after Christmas and everything, I would chop like the tree and make like little reef things. And they were just disgusting, right? <laughs> just like you could tell like a toddler chopped down a Christmas tree, right? <laughs> so that's what I did. And I would then put it in my little like, uh, my little red rider wagon mm-hmm. and go to my neighbors, just like this cute little kid, you know, and I'd purposely be all like looking sad and cute. <laughs> oh, like I need money. God. Granted, this isn't Edina, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm I'm selling a used Christmas tree. (laughs) After Christmas. After Christmas. I love this. (laughs) Exactly. So I I go to all my neighbors. Of course, they knew me because I was a little neighbor boy, you know. And I'd be like, hey, you know, I know Christmas is over, but look at what I made for you. You know what I mean? And they couldn't say no, you know. Um, And I was doing that on purpose, of course. (laughs) Just kind of like, look at this. And then I would, and then it evolved to, I would get my, uh, my, I, I have two brothers. I'm a middle child. I have an older and a younger. And then it would get to the point where I would take their like Christmas toys and stuff, and then I'd go try to sell their toys to all my neighbors. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So it was always working with people, sales, hospitality. It was always kind of in my blood, is what I'm getting at from day yeah. one. Clearly. Right. So you weren't the little kid in kindergarten saying you wanted to be a real estate agent? No, never. (laughs) Never once. (laughs) So from selling the little wreaths from the Christmas trees and the hospitality thing, what was the industry that you were in last before you entered real estate? Yeah, so great question. Uh, So that's a lot of people know me from kind of my recent platform to answer that question, which is hospitality, which is restaurants and nightlife. I kind of started out in college with my undergrad bartending, as most people kind of do. Mm-hmm, like. mm-hmm. um, and, and it was an awesome experience. And then I kind of got promoted to bar manager, which isn't anything that I wanted at the time. You know, when you're a college student, mm-hmm. you don't have time to do anything but study and drink. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. <laughs> Go to college for socializing. Exactly. Exactly. And so with, with me, with my personality and the way I am social, I was like, this is great. You know, I'm going to love college. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. Got into the bar scene. You know, I, I actually applied as a bouncer because I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was like 17 years yeah. old, didn't know anything. And I'm just like, mom and dad are like, all right, well, you're in college, Matt. Uh, time to find a part-time job. 
All right. I went to the closest bar to where the campus was. I went to St. Cloud State, by the way. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, okay. for my undergrad. Um, and I was there for seven years, by the way. Seven very fun years. <laughs> um, and eventually, you know, I kept getting promoted within the bar business and the hospitality industry. And I became, uh, I applied to be a bar um, uh, security. I got hired as a bartender applying for a bouncer position, um, and which was great because like two days after the interview, the owner of the bar called me in St. Cloud and he said, hey Matt, you know, great, great interview, but and I'm like, I know where this is going, you know. He's like, awesome interview, uh, don't need you for security, but we do need bartenders. Mm. I'm like, well, that is awesome, but I have no idea how to bartend. <laughs> Thank you, goodbye. <laughs> and then he called me again, he's like, no, I don't think you get it. Like, I'm gonna train you. You have what it takes that I can't teach, um, however, I can teach you all the little things. I'm not worried about that stuff. I can't teach personality. Right. I can't teach interactions. I can't teach social. Yeah, the know. charismatic exactly. piece of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly right. And so eventually it kind of came down to, well, all right, I'll give this a shot, you know, and it worked out and it was huge. And then before I knew it, I was general manager and then I was uh, a partner and an owner. And then I branched off, graduated college came down to Minneapolis and that's when my it really blew up same thing mm -hmm. I have um, my older everyone in my family is an attorney and my older brother one of his clients is uh, a gentleman that owns a bunch of skyscrapers downtown Minneapolis okay so because he's a real estate attorney of okay all things. Right. and <laughs> um, eventually it came to the point where you know all of these people would reach out to me and it was kind of I don't know what I'm doing but I'm not gonna say no right, right. so let's give this a shot and it kind of I kept finding myself growing and growing to the point where I was a partner I, I don't want to use the word partner um, but where I was a big piece, you could say, of the pie with uh, big restaurant corporations that were coming into town Okay. Um, at the time. And my job was always kind of to, to shake hands and take care of people, like I say, you know? Right. Um, so I took that platform and that's when I said, okay, um, we all know about George Floyd, COVID, everything mm -hmm. that happened uh, locally in recent years. So I kind of said to myself, okay, this, I don't know how, how much longevity there's going to be in this, in this industry, just for the time being. Especially um, Minneapolis. Yeah, exactly. Especially even more so locally. And I met, I was at the point then where I just got married, just had a child. So I'm like, okay, you know, am I really want to be that dude that's like 50 running nightclubs? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like really cool when you're twenties and thirties, yeah. but mm -hmm. then what, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, which my wife, my wife reminded me of very often when I was yeah. in my thirties. <laughs> so, um, so then I kind of got out of it um, in a weird position, but I got out of it about a week before COVID hit Minnesota, mm -hmm. which was just a blessing in disguise, right. clearly. Um, and and a blessing in disguise with being in, getting into the real estate market at that time, oh. because that's when everything started to boomed. Yeah. 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 Well, you're right. Yeah. I've, I've definitely realized that since then, um, that was just kind of, well, the economy's good at the time. The housing, the local housing market was great. Yeah. Um, hospitality's declining. Perfect timing. Little did I know where the market was going for the next two years, mm -hmm. you know, which is exactly mm -hmm. what you're, you're, you're hitting on, um, which was perfect. And I think that that the combination of my network, 
my past experiences in the industry, um, and then utilizing that platform to do something bigger and better with. And that's when real estate came in. I was gonna say like, so it's probably awesome because once you got into the real like real estate industry, right? You have a massive network already from your past business ventures and being in the you know restaurant industry and the nightlife industry and things along those lines. So what did you do? What was like the first step you did when you became like a real estate agent to utilize your network to be like, yeah, no, you need to buy it and sell your house with me. <laughs> How would you let your world know? Yeah, yeah. great question. Yeah. Great question. Um, to be honest with you, to be as transparent as I can be, Facebook, social media. That was my number one. Um, in the past, like I said, I was in restaurant nightlife business, which in recent years have kind of became like a hybrid. Um, as you're seeing, it's kind of like restaurant beginning. I, I, I always look at it as like a mullet, right? party in the back business <laughs> in the front. Yes. That's, like, that's what they're doing in Vegas and New York, all the large markets right now um, in the hospitality business is they're taking that real estate and they're saying, you know, we can make X amount, but what can we make after those hours? Mm -hmm. And they're finding that that after hour amount it, in large markets anyways, can be way more than your kind of your bread and butter, your dinner amount. So that's why I kind of transferred from the restaurant industry into more of a nightlife industry, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and then what I did is I took phenomenal care uh, of all of my clients, personal care. I got to know them face to face every day. Um, even if they're, you know, one of those things where if there was an issue or something, they wouldn't go to the owner, they wouldn't go to the general manager, they wouldn't go to security. They They'd knew to, to come to you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And why? Because I took care of them before. Period. Mm -hmm. That was it. So I did that with a lot of people. Um, not only a lot, but I did it with a lot of the right people, in my opinion. Um, everybody's local. Um, everybody is, I would say, age-wise, is probably 30 to 60. You know, I know it's a big window. Mm -hmm. But so what I did then, I got into real estate and I said, okay, how can I kind of uh, transfer this platform that I've kind of nourished for 20 years? Right, right. right. And and so eventually, it, it I... I I said, okay, I'm gonna start with Facebook, but I wanna be very sensitive to Facebook and social media, right? Mm -hmm. As we've all seen, especially in the real estate industry, um, there's so many agents out there that are just posting a bunch of crap, mm -hmm. right? And that's kind of how I view it as crap, literally. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to be very careful and strategic with what I would do. Mm -hmm. um, meaning, how can I tie in my old business and those people that network mm -hmm. with my new business, mm -hmm. right? And all it was about was relationships. That's what I've learned. I learned that 25 years ago, and I learned it even more so in this industry in the last two. Um, it's all about relationships. So in, in the real estate industry, one of the biggest things that we do is leads, right? Like paid mm -hmm. leads, um, Zillow, Realtor.com, you name it, Open Door, they're everywhere. Yep. Right. Um, and it costs a lot of money to yep. do them. It's a big portion of what realtors do and their business. Um, I haven't done one ever. Uh, I started out with it. I'm on a large team, the pro team with Remax mm -hmm. Results. Uh, my team lead, Ryan Fisher, mm -hmm. who we all know, who's awesome. Um, he, he pays for a lot of leads for our team and it's a good amount of money too. Everyone uses them, I turn them all off on my phone. I still pay for them. Uh, I realize the time for me that I have to put in to a new lead, just a, just a random lead that I don't know, is far more time than it is to nourish a relationship. Based on the network that you already have. Correct, for yeah. me, yeah. exactly, exactly. Right. 
So I kind of took that and I said, okay, well, why would I do this? You know, um, and it's great because then I concentrate because of that. I concentrate and focus mainly on my marketing. What would you say? Because a lot of people, I feel like um, in sales, right? Like a lot of people, you have to be used to the word no. But when you have those relationships built in, is how do you? How have you overcome? and walking the fine line because like there's all like I mean I've had friends who uh, they haven't closed with like all American title and I'm like what the heck (laughs) you know like you know this is what I do right you know but like you have to get over that piece of it but then also when you're building relationships and you have these people is then the touch point of it like there's certain companies that have like okay you got to touch every seven days and do this and do that right program and how did you make sure you weren't over doing it yeah. but managing it enough so they weren't like okay matt like we got we we get it you're in real estate but <laughs> right. then also you want them to be that you're top of mind so what did yeah. you like strategically do to make that happen and then what advice would you have for people to overcome mm-hmm. the people who are in your network that you're like yeah wait a minute yeah that's a great question <laughs> so what i do first and foremost what i do is support um, it blows my mind how many, even friends, not, not just business or acquaintances, but friendships even. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't support each other this day and age, in my opinion, I suppose. Um, so to answer your question, what I did is I supported those. I supported everyone else. I spent many years supporting my network. Um, uh, it, 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 don't get me wrong. I didn't do it just for business. I wasn't. It wasn't all pre-calculated, mm-hmm. um, although a portion of it was calculated. Don't get me wrong. Um, However, I would take that and, you know, I would, I wanted to make sure that I did something different and I supported my friends and my network in a way that nobody else has. Um, And I unfortunately discovered that all that took was supporting them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, everybody. And when I say support, I mean, like going out of your way, going above and beyond. You know, for instance, I have my my client right now that Melanie knows yeah. about that's a disabled firefighter. Right. I was brought in because I sold his neighbor's property and he wants me to sell his right now. I've spent two months on trying to not sell his property. You know what I mean? Because I care about him, not the money. Mm-hmm. Um, that right there is relationships. That's how it works. Relationships greater than the transaction. Exactly. And that's literally what I told him. He said, you know, you don't have to keep doing all this. I know that you're not getting any money out of anything. I said, um, and just like I shared with Melanie's husband, who does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I shared I, I shared with him as well. I said, listen, uh, my heart is far bigger than my wallet. You know, that I, I care about this more. And I think that is what makes me a great realtor and a good salesperson is I put my heart before I put my wallet. And I, I think, love that. Yeah. And people always remember. You always know people remember yeah. how you made them feel right. Oh, you're right. When you do things like that, like the, the payoff is for years to come. It's forever. They're going to tell everyone they know about you and, yeah. and, the, and the, the, the way they feel about you. Yeah. And it's like that speaks volumes it does thank yeah, you everything you do is is you know well it's funny you say that 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 kind of reminds me so i have a client um in eden prairie that i just i just got them a house um they're from out of country so they've been trying to get a house forever mm-hmm. um and he used to work for me at one of my nightclubs downtown back in the day he said and i'll be quick because i know i don't shut up <laughs> <laughs> um he he told me he and his wife said we knew you were our realtor before you even knew you were going to be a realtor 
I said, well, what are you talking about? That doesn't make much sense. They said, well, there was a day like six years ago, Matt, when we were closing down one of the restaurants and we, and, and he, you know, this guy was my bar back at the time. So he cleaned everything up at the end of the night and he found a wallet with $1,200 cash in it. We were in the nightclub business, so a lot of cash with mm-hmm. exchange, of course. Um, and he gave it to me and said, you know, what are you going to do with it? You know, um, obviously I put it in our safe, locked it away, called the gal and she got it. Mm-hmm. That day, my uh, barback, he and his wife said, that's the guy I want to work with. And they called me last year, which is five years later, right. and I didn't even know about this. And they said, do you want to know why we chose you, Matt? I said, sure. I, I figured it was just because of my good looks. <laughs> I was definitely wrong. <laughs> but yeah, it's because of the trust. Again, it's the relationships. You know what I mean? So um, if you can naturally do that, and if that is who you are naturally, um, I think it'll just flow when it comes to you then. Do you do the traditional like lead generation and the, did, like any of that? Or are you just like, nope, this is how I just. Nourishing your network? Yes. Yeah. Um, no, to be honest with you. What I do is I just stay in front of my network. Um, and again, I support my network. I take care of them. Um, and how do I do that? Uh, other than those examples, you know, we do, uh, we just had like um, the pro team, for instance, mm-hmm. we just had a huge um, event for all of our clients and past clients to come get pictures taken for holiday pictures. And it's free. It's on us. You come in, we do this nice little thing at Lauren. Yeah. Stuff like that costs us a ton of money. But the reason we do it is because it builds those relationships. 100%. Creates those bonds. You know what I mean? And no one else is doing stuff like that. So, right. Yeah, no, that is really true. So true entrepreneurs like yourself often find themselves on adventures they didn't think possible. (laughs) Tell us about some new opportunities or experiences that you've encountered as a result of your expansive network. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is fun for me because this is kind of cool. So I was... So I had two weeks ago, I had this client that is from Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. They called me, um, it's a couple, they're two big producers for Netflix, right? And they said, hey, Matt, sounds like you're the guy in Minnesota. I said, well, hey, that's awesome. What do you want to buy, right? Yes, (laughs) I sure am. (laughs) Yeah, especially from LA. I'm thinking, okay, this is Minnesota. We're just peanuts to you guys. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Um, And I got their contact through when I was in the hospitality industry um, when the Super Bowl was in Minneapolis. I I was the official host for the Rolling Stones magazine as well as Maxim magazine. And so I met a lot of these bigwigs from that event. Um, and like I shared with Melanie, one of the big things I did to nourish my uh, sphere of influence, you could say, is I kept every single contact number. Anytime I got a text message from a billboard, from a magazine, from flyer team, from radio ads, because we did everything, mm-hmm. it was my phone number that it went to. Every time that rang, I answered it within five seconds. I saved their contact and I followed up with them. I've done that with over probably 50,000 people that are local. Wow, that is just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So then these people from LA called you and they're like. Yeah, so, so they basically said, you know, hey, Matt, uh, I was thinking that it was for a house, right? I was thinking you're the guy to go to in Minnesota for a house. Awesome. No, uh, they wanted a house, but they didn't want to buy a house. <laughs> they wanted a house for filming. 
Mm. So they came into Minnesota. They're filming some show. Uh, I can't disclose I the name. Oh, shoot. Should yeah, I have I, talked about this or not? Oopsie. Well, you yeah. know, you're not giving the show name. Yeah, exactly. So um, and some, some big A-list celebrities were in it, which is pretty cool. Um, I, got, I ended up getting them a very, very large home in Minnesota. Um, that that was vacant for them to film in, and they ended up filming like two thirds of their film, <laughs> which yeah. saved them millions of dollars, not hundreds of thousands. Um, they kept coming to me, and again, I didn't really know them. I just knew them from my contacts with Rolling Stones and Maxim Magazine at the time. And we're just working remote, and they said, you know, we're going to be in town, Matt, because I was trying to get it to them to stay in one of my listings because they're looking at places to stay. Yeah. Um, and I have a vacant stage listing. I was like, well, this would be perfect. It's a win-win. My clients will make some money. They'll have somewhere to be. Yes. In why is that a right, right where they wanted to be? Um, that didn't work, but I did get them into the big house and where they filmed everything. And at that time, uh, they kept saying, "Matt, we're here for a month. We want to, we want to meet you. You know what I mean? You just did so much for us, and we don't even know who you are." You know? <laughs> <laughs> but again, that's me building relationships. Yeah. That's just naturally what I do and who I am. And so eventually it came down to the point where, you know, I'm not a big drinker. You know, I was in the nightclub industry, like I said, for 25 years. I did my drinking then. You yeah, know? You're good now. <laughs> I'm good now. So and that's all L.A. people do. I, I learned also they just want to go out and drink all the time. Um, I didn't have that flexibility or luxury with having a toddler mm -hmm. working 25 hour days. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> So I kept kind of telling them, you know, I appreciate it, but thanks. I'm not going to be able to make it, you know, no problem. Next time I'm out in LA, I'll come out and I'll meet you guys. I'll, I told them I'll take them out. That's just because that's how I talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, and then they finally said, you know, well, I didn't hear anything for like a week. Finally, they called me. They're like, hey, Matt, uh, I know you're not interested in doing anything with us, but you don't know how like big of a help you were to us. So we got a role for you in our film now. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Um, I did that. Two weeks ago, we filmed at Lake Minnetonka mm -hmm. at the, the home I got them, and then they had two other homes. And then we closed down a restaurant bar, a well-known one in downtown yeah. Wyzetta for a week and I filmed with like this huge crew of people. And it was it was really cool because it was just private jet after private jet. They yeah. just come in and shoot for two hours, they fly right out. What an amazing experience. Yeah, it that was. awesome. It was super it. cool. Are they still here filming? Uh, no, they left, they left five days ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so question for you, because of your network, right? And because you've built this network from your previous venture, what would you say to someone who's brand new in the real estate industry that doesn't have the experience that you have? What would you, the, a piece of advice to them of how to grow their network? Sure. Yeah, it's some good advice of where to start. They've never done, you know, yeah. nourished your relationships very well. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. You know? That's a good question. And, and to be uh, transparent with you, I have I have a couple mentees that I help coach to on our team. And so I've ran into this issue with mm -hmm. them, you know, because it's all all everybody sees, you know, that's what social media is all image. Right. Mm -hmm. So everybody sees what's going on there. And they're like, whoa, how are you doing all that? Why are there so many reviews, so many closings, so many sales, so many sold sets, right? Right. Um, and I told them, I said, listen, it's, it's not about just getting the leads and just diving in. It's the relationships again. And they don't, they don't quite understand, well, how do you build and create that network? You know what I mean? You don't just get out and start posting stuff. Right. You know, that's what everyone thinks. Right. 
You know, this is a 25 years of nourishment and like I said, supporting my network, right? Not engaging them or, or being with them, but supporting them. And that was the difference for me. So to answer your question, my advice would be, uh, one is to always market. Market, market, market. Uh, like Melanie and I spoke the other day about, for instance, I, I think that a very successful realtor needs to be a marketer before, they need to be in marketing before they're in real estate mm -hmm. uh, in order to succeed long-term in this industry. That's truly how I feel. Um, that's, I, I don't like to bring up the name, but you know, the Chris Lindahls of the world, right? I got called yesterday, Chris Lindahl 2.0. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, I take that, I, I honestly know, I, all jokes aside, I do take that as a compliment Absolutely. because it shows I'm doing something successful and it shows I'm doing something right. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing I do, you know, I market at the same time, same days, every day. So I follow when's the best time to do it. I look at all the insights, the data and the statistics. Not a lot of people do. Not a lot of people don't have the time to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I don't watch TV, I don't drink, I work and I work and I work. Um, if you ask me what's my downside, right? What would a negative be? Mm -hmm. What's something I can improve on? It's, it's all I do is work. So if you look at my social media, all <laughs> it is is work. You know what I mean? So I try to throw, you know, like a, a picture of me, my daughter, a yeah. family picture with my wife or something, you know what I mean? Um, just to try to change things up. But that's my weakness is everything I do is literally work. Like, like at nighttime, Put my daughter down i go down to my home office for like three to four hours every single day you know so it's all it's all about routine for me too is success and i would say as a new agent if you can create that routine from day one and actually stick with it and that's the problem mm -hmm. is sticking with it yes if you can stick with it you're going to be just fine but you have to also have reserves you have to be prepared that you know that what what were the statistics i think 80 percent don't make it past year one or something right um that's because nobody sticks through it everyone says right. oh i can do it i can you know what i mean but it's easier said than done right yeah do you believe it is beneficial to be i mean obviously you are part of a team but do you believe that like a new agent do you think it's beneficial for them to join a team or especially i guess now in this market would you think that that is more um, yes, I would say as a new agent, I would, I would highly, highly advise against going independent. Um, I think that being on a team, so I don't have a, a mentor or a coach, so to speak on my team. Um, I have my team lead who's Ryan Fisher, like I said, who is amazing. He's, he's like top three in the state every single year. And I did a lot of work when I was in my old industry, looking at Ryan and his team and following his every move for like two years when I just kind of had in the back burner, maybe I'll go and maybe I'll state. Maybe I'll do this. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I followed all the big wigs because all of them were my clients. Every successful realtor in the state of Minnesota has been a client of mine in the past years, mm -hmm. at least once, if not five right. times. Um, and they I also built relationships with. Mm -hmm. When I first started, I reached out to the top 10 realtors that I personally knew. Mm -hmm. Because if I have a personal connection with them, they're going to talk to me, right? Mm -hmm. And again, I personally took care of them. So now it's their turn to personally yeah. take care of me. Mm -hmm. That's the way I look at it. And they all did. Mm -hmm. I was very fortunate. Like uh, Mark Abdel, for instance, mm -hmm. number one agent in the state. He was a huge client of mine for like 15 years. Now look at what he's doing. And I have him asking, hey, do you need help? What can I do? Yeah. I have the Ryan Fish 
commissioners of the world. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, I'm very blessed. Um, but it's because I took care of people. So that's would be my number one advice to a new agent is you can't ever take your eyes off of what you're doing. Number one. Um, I got into, it's funny. I heard this the other day. I got, when I went into real estate, someone was telling me, they go, I didn't want a nine to five. So I got into real estate, right? And I said, oh, all right. Well, you me. wanted a 24 then. I was, you hit it on the head. What did you want? Got a 24 seven is what I got. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, um, but you know, and that's the thing for a, a lot of realtors, they, new agents get into it thinking this is gonna be great. I'm gonna be my own boss, my own schedule. I can run everything. Yeah. So you wear all sorts of hats and that is true. But you better be conditioned to that as well up front. Otherwise, you're going to have a rude awakening. You need some thick skin. Mm -hmm. and I, th I think my my past industry was great for preparing me for that right. because I, I I got you know it, it, we've all been in the restaurant nightlife industries and you see what goes on. You know, no one's ever happy. Something's always wrong. <laughs> you know, people are all, I mean, let's talk about managing people. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so I think if you have thick enough skin to endure everything that happens in the restaurant nightlife industry, I think that you can go into real estate with a much easier, more successful uh, transition, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, that's the best way to learn how to deal with people. All mm -hmm. moods, all personalities, all kinds. Exactly. Just to somehow be in that service industry, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yep. I agree. And, and I said that to a lot of our executives that I have like business planning meetings with every month. Um, they'll ask me, you know, hey, do you have anyone else coming on? Matt, who's coming next? Who do you have? Um, because they love that all my people are a hospitality industry background mm -hmm. because they get it. Um, you're used to being, you're almost like a 1099 employee in a restaurant. You're managing and doing your own thing. Sure, you have people to report to, but, mm -hmm. you know, so um, with real estate, I would just say, you know, you have to you have to be fully prepared. It's not something you can just, you know, HGTV looked good yesterday. Yes. So let's jump into this. This sounds fun. And, I, and honestly, I think that that's what majority of agents do. And consistency. Yeah, exactly right. So because right. you do, you do see all the big, beautiful, fun parts of real estate. And every single real estate agent has all these bright, beautiful homes yep. they're showing and everything. They're not showing the part where they're crying in the corner because an offer wasn't accepted. Yeah, <laughs> that. yeah exactly. But that, that is social media right exactly. and so people think like oh my gosh this is so fun i want to do what she's doing mm -hmm. but really it's nothing like behind the scenes no you know? exactly and it's for instance with social media i spend about 30 to 45 hours a week on social media That's it's good. you know you know how your screen time yes, I, yes. I, oh i hate looking at that yeah every sunday every it sunday up. it's like yeah and you're like oh my gosh wow. just flip it over yeah yeah <laughs> I, I didn't do that but you know to me i have to try to tell myself when i see the screen time like that with social media that's work for me mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's, that's it not, is it's not me sitting there seeing what you know Susie q did last wednesday i don't give a crap you know it's me catching up to the 45 DMs that I have now. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and all sorts of stuff. So I think, but, you know, and I think that's another benefit too. Social media right now is, I mean, I know a ton of agents that were in the business before social media mm -hmm. came out. Mm -hmm. If you are a, you know, what do they call it? A digital creator these days, mm -hmm. right? Right. If you know what you're really doing on social media, you don't need to pay, you don't need to spend one penny nope. on advertising, marketing, promotion. Yeah, it's anything. all free. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, and isn't that miraculous to think? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and the people that do it really well, it's like that is their business. Exactly, and that's the majority of what I do, like what I showed you guys this morning. Yeah. I spent three hours last night doing that. I do all my marketing and all my posts days before the actual day. Nice. It's well, all done. Speaking of social media, for people who have not followed you or don't know where to find you, where can they find you? Uh, great question. Uh, they, can, they can find me at either the Parenting Group uh, with the pro team, or they can find me at Matt Parrington, or on Instagram, Maddie Parrington. Nice, and awesome. that's awesome. And of course, we'll share all this stuff too. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I haven't yes. made it to the YouTube TikTok. World oh, <laughs> <laughs> really? One thing at a time. Yes, yes. <laughs> I always believe like strive and like one and then build yes. on to the next. Because exactly. if you do too much, I think then it doesn't, right. you're not giving and it. And if this is working and you have all these followers and you're getting all this like exactly. traction, do you really need to invest that much yeah. time doing the next thing? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, ain't broke, <laughs> don't fix it. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly, uh, that's true. Well, one other thing that's oh. nice, I have a lot of um, the kind of the other, my service industry employees are here now. Mm -hmm. And when they're in real estate, it's much easier to manage them than somebody else that's just out of the blue jumping into real estate. Okay. And it's a whole, because they can take direction. And that's what you need to do as an agent. Right. You know. Be coachable. Be very coachable. <laughs> and a chameleon, <laughs> that's what I say. Yeah. But that's, you know, you yeah. have a, depending on your client, depending on the price point where you are, everything changes with every yes. one of them. You know. That's um, true. This month I have a $85,000 closing and a $2.6 million closing. Mm -hmm. I, they both get the exact same treatment. Yeah. I love that. As it should be. That's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming. It's been great. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the All American Dream Podcast. We hope you loved it as much as we did. For more content, please follow us on Instagram at All American Dream Podcast. We look forward to chatting with you soon.